We are 10 days into our Advent Soap Note reading plan. I hope you've been enjoying this week on love, one of my favorites. And I am so excited about today's passage. I feel like I say that every day, but it's true. I love, love, love the entire chapter of Romans 8. It's a beautiful chapter. One of those chapters that I find myself returning to and reading over and over again, especially in times of trial or struggle, or if I'm dealing with my own lack or guilt, or struggle. Uh, it's just it's just a wonderful, encouraging chapter filled with deep, deep truth. And today we're going to land on the very last few verses of this chapter together where we lean in to the fact that we will never be separated from the love of God. Let's begin with prayer. Father God, I just worship you and thank you for loving us so perfectly, so sacrificially, so personally. God, we don't deserve it, and yet we get to receive it and live in light of it. And what a transformation that is for each one of us to know that we get to come to you and know that as it's as this chapter begins, it says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so when we lean into this concept of your perfect love towards us, we know that as we have said yes to you, that you have set us free from condemnation and we can come with confidence into your presence. So today, give us a fresh perspective on the enduring quality of your love. Let it transform us from the inside out, let it heal those places in our heart where we have suffered from rejection or abandonment and let your word speak in a way that only it can to the very deepest part of our soul. In Jesus name, amen. So we're in Romans 8 and we're reading verses 31 through 39. So I'll read in the NIV and again, we'll read quickly through it and then go back and give us some time to just allow the Holy Spirit to lift a verse or a word or a phrase off the page for us to hold on to for the rest of our soap note journey today. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will not he also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'll go back and reread the passage. And this time, just with an openness of heart 
and an openness of mind. God, what is the one word, one verse, one phrase that you want me to hold on to today? There's so much here. And if you've got an hour, great, unpack the whole thing. But truly, I, I know that there is value in, in just dissecting one specific place in this scripture where you can just let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart. So keep an eye out for that phrase. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Take the verse that contained the word or phrase that leapt off the page to you and copy that down under the S portion of your journal, and then come back and we'll talk about observation. So I don't know if you've had a chance to read um, or rather watch the video that I did within our Facebook group on observation, but there are a lot of great tips and tricks in there on how you can dissect a passage or a specific verse. But remember, it can also be very simple and very straightforward. What is it that you're learning about God in this passage? What is it you're learning about yourself? Or you can dive in. You can use Blue Letter Bible and look up some of the meanings of the word or phrase that leapt off the page for you, um, whether you do that through the app or on your computer. You could list out those five W's and an H. Um, here's an interesting thing that you can do, and actually this would fit probably more under application, but I'll just say it now that I've started. Um, it can be fun to take verses 38 and 39 and think about each one of those phrases and what that looks like specifically for you. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, what does that look like in your life? Um, or you can even, rather than taking phrase by phrase, you could insert your own list of things that you know will not separate you, that you're tempted to think might separate you from the love of God, but that will not separate you from the love of God and personalize it that way as you're copying down the passage. So um, lots of different ways that you can sit with observation in this particular passage, but take a moment, make a few notes, and then come back and we'll talk about application.
This is a beautiful passage when we think about application. And honestly, the entire chapter speaks specifically to the freedom from guilt and the freedom from fear that we can have as we journey with Jesus. It doesn't mean we have freedom from danger. In fact, that's very clear in these passages, right? But we do get to have freedom from guilt and freedom from fear. And we do get to count on the presence of God. So as you think about the word or phrase or verse that came off the page and the things that you noticed in your observation, the things that you are solidifying in your mind, is there a belief that you need to hold on to or maybe adjust? Maybe there's a false belief that you need to let go of and that you need to ask the Lord to remove from you and replace with the truth that sets you free. Maybe it is a behavior that needs to shift in light of what you've learned here. Maybe it's an aspect of the character of God that you want to learn how to reflect more in the way that you live in love. Take a moment and think very specifically about how you can apply the truth of this passage to your life today. Write it out and then come back and we'll talk about prayer. In a similar way to the Ephesians passage that we worked with last week, this is one of those passages where whichever verse you choose, it can be really cool to take that verse and turn it into prayer by inserting your name in the verse, rewriting it in your own words and literally praying it back to God. You know, there are many places where Jesus talks about praying in his name. And what that really means is praying in a way that is congruent with his character and with his truth. And so when we choose to pray scripture, we know that we're praying in his name. We're praying in a way that declares truth. And so uh, what a beautiful thing to be able to say and pray back to the Lord. Um, I'll give you an example, right? So verses 33 and 34, I can say, thank you, God, that there is no one who can bring a charge against me, that you are the one who justifies me. And so there is no one who can condemn me. And Christ Jesus, you are standing at the right hand of God, interceding for me today. So taking those verses and turning them into a prayer um, solidifies the scripture, solidifies the truth, and um, just deepens your prayer journey. Try it out today and then come back for a final thought. As we are learning from Jesus one of the things that we can do is take that truth and use it as an encouragement for others. It's a way to pass it on. It's a very practical application. Is there someone that you know that needs to hear the encouragement that they will never be separated from the love of God? Is there someone who needs to hear what he's been saying to you? So maybe today, part of your challenge is to take what you've known, but not hold it to yourself. Share the feast with others today and begin with those of us who are in the SOAP group. We'd love to hear and celebrate with you what God has been teaching you through this passage. Have a wonderful day.